we want to keep you up on some of the school board races. And my guest right now is Christine Gilsinger. And hi, Christine. Hi, thank you for having me today. Thank you for being here. Very nice to have you. And I wanted to talk to her because she is running for school board um, out there in Northwest Allen County Schools. My understanding is, if my math is wrong, I'm sorry, there's two seats that are open and there's like five of you running for them. Is that right? Or six? Well, there's actually, there's three seats that are open. There's five seats in total, but... One of the seats is for a District 3, and then two of the seats are at large. They're, they're District 4. Okay. And I'm running for one of the at-large seats. Okay. So you're, you're going for those? Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, just a little bit of history. Uh, we talked about the fact you are not originally from Fort Wayne. You came from Illinois. That's correct. Okay. Uh, but, you know, you heard the call of God, and here you are. <laughs> here, heard the call of God and your future husband, and yes. here you are. Uh, so you, you're here, and you've been in Fort Wayne again. How long? Well, uh, the first time I lived here, I was here for about three years, and then we, we made a mistake and moved to Florida for a couple of years. And then, <laughs> I know. We shouldn't have done it. Um, then we came back, and uh, we've lived here for uh, right around three years again. So, Is that right? Yep. Yeah. We uh, we kind of did that. We, we moved here. Uh, I'm originally from Indianapolis, but after Bible college and all that other stuff, uh, uh, we ended up here, and we were here for just a little over four years. And then I went and I became an executive director for Evangelistic Association. And the problem with that was I was everywhere. I was flying all over the country. And when our when my wife became uh, pregnant with our second child, I thought, okay, it's been hard enough on her when I've been gone with one, with two. That's not going to work, and so we're back in Fort Wayne, and and it was the right choice for us for our kids. You've in, you've enjoyed it here, and with raising your kids here, you've enjoyed that. I take it. Oh yeah, I mean that's the reason that we moved back from Florida. I, my husband's from close by; he's from Logansport originally, but okay. he uh, he moved to Fort Wayne when he was a junior in high school, and, and actually went to Carroll. Um, and he's always had great things to say about the school. They have great programs. They have great teachers. Um, so when we had the opportunity to move here the first time, you know. We, we jumped at that. Uh, moving to Florida, uh, we weren't nearly as happy with what we found down there. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, social issues, bullying issues, things like that. Uh, so we, we came back to Fort Wayne really for the schools. We were very happy with the, the boys being here, and uh, this is really the, the best choice for us. Yeah. Social issues, bullying issues, higher prices. And humidity. That's <laughs> all year long. <laughs> I, I told somebody the other day, I said, if I had money, and I don't, but if I had money, I would retire right now and move to Phoenix <laughs> because there you have the heat, but you don't have all the humidity. You, yes. Every time we go to Florida, it's like I feel like I'm walking around underwater. You know, it's in, especially in July. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. impressive. Oh my gosh, it's just awful. I conducted a wedding down there, uh, a uh, destination wedding on one of the beaches on the West Coast, and it was. Kim will probably text me. It was like November or something, I think. October, November. I'm still sweating like a pig. I'm like, <laughs> it's fall. <laughs> Let's get with it. I can relate. I understand. Yeah. So now you have two kids. You've That's got good. you've got one who's in junior high, uh, and you've got one uh, who's a junior in high school, and one who's an eighth grader at, at Maple Creek. Um, and so they're just a few years apart. Um, is that a good distance apart for you? I mean, is that going well as far as kid to kid? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I got great kids. I do. I, I this whole process, uh, you know, running for an office. Um, my family has been so supportive. My boys have been supportive. I I, I can't say how thankful I am to have uh, all of them behind me and and rooting for me. Well, let's talk about that because we we've had I've had more people this year 
who are running for school board offices who want to come on the program. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, every once in a while I'll get one. I'll bet I've had 10 requests already this year, wow. and, and you're my third one, and you're my final one. This is it. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but why do you think it is that people are so driven and drawn to run for a school board seat now is it is it the sign of the times? It is a sign of the times, and that's you know in Northwest we've got a really hot race, but this is really a national issue. I think over the past couple of years, parents have have been able to see firsthand what happens in the classroom, and then they're shut out at school board meetings. They're not allowed to have a voice, and everybody realized sort of at once that that this is not what we want for our kids. We we don't want to not have a say in our kids' education. We don't want for the school to decide the values that our kids are going to be taught. We don't like some of the things that we see when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, CRT, to, you know, trans bathrooms. It's not what we intended for our kids to go to school for, and and it is here. It's, it's, it's right here in our faces. And I think parents are saying, hold on, we're going to stand up. We, we want to have a say in what happens in our kids' schools. I, I heard one of our state reps say, I think it was this morning on Kayla Blakesley's program on Fort Wayne's Morning News, that in Carroll High School, now they're not the only one, but that at Carroll High School, there's, there's already allowance for girls to go to a boys' bathroom and boys to go to a girls' bathroom. Is that true? Um, I, I know I think they do it on a case-to-case basis, but yes, it has happened. Um, we Last year, I think they had a different um, setup where it was, you know, they could use the, the office bathroom, so they, you know, there could be some privacy if you weren't comfortable going to, to your, you know, assigned bathroom. Um, but this year, apparently, there is there is some difference there. Um, I personally feel like we're talking about a safety issue at that point. Yep. Uh, we don't have cameras in the bathrooms. Yep. We don't have enough staff to have somebody watching the bathrooms all the time. When we have kids in there that are in a vulnerable situation, um, how are we going to prevent something bad from happening? There's been assaults. There's been rapes. In other school bathrooms, there was an issue down in Virginia. This is the last thing that we want to have in, in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have to draw. We, I want to be able to find solutions that work for everybody. Um, but that solution cannot be putting the majority of the student body in danger. No, and, and it does put them in danger. I don't yes. care what anybody says. Um, you have two sons. Yes. I had two daughters. Yes. Okay. And the reason I had two is I was too afraid to have three. Uh, <laughs> and I was I always tell people if the second one would have come first, we'd have only had one. Um, but if you had told me, hey, starting next Monday, guys can also come into their bathrooms. There would have been a serious conversation at the principal or the superintendent's office, and if I didn't get resolution, they'd have been out of there. I mean, they would have just been out of there. Um, I'm I'm not going to endanger my child's sexual life or preferences or or their safety or their ability to go in and not have fear that somebody's going to do something or the risk of getting pregnant just for the satisfaction of satisfying some other kid's sexual preference. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, I completely agree. This is... We are. We're putting, you know, we're putting all of these kids in a dangerous situation because there is no supervision. And it's not just a matter of of not having the supervision, but no supervision while they're already in a vulnerable position. Um, You know, you could have two kids that are in a classroom working together. That's one thing. Two kids of of opposite sexes in a locker room or a bathroom. That's a that's a totally different issue. Um, And if we have, you know, we could say with one child, okay, you're fine. I know you're not going to do anything. You can go in the bathroom. But then that opens the door to anybody who makes that request. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can't pick and choose on, on who's allowed to do this. The right thing to do is to say, no, children of opposite sexes cannot go into the other bathroom. Yep. 
I, I'm okay to the idea of saying if you want to use you know, an office bathroom, if you want to have a, a private bathroom that makes you feel more comfortable, we could work with you on that. But I'm not going to put the student body in danger over this. Well, and not to belabor this, but we've done a lot of stories, for example, on the, the two African-American athletes in Connecticut that were on boys' track teams. And then they switched this last year to girls' track teams. Yes. And where they were like ranking like number 300 in the state in their event, boom, now they rank number one. Mm-hmm. And they're winning all the races, and they're getting all of the scholarship off offers from big schools. And the girls that have been running track all their life, who were number one, number two, number three in the state, now they're number four, number five, number six. Yes. They're getting offered nothing. That alone ticks me off. But now I'm wondering, okay, so are those guys in the locker rooms with those girls? I mean... That that's insane to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how more insane you can get. And it's like if you don't go along with the insanity, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, and and that's I, I, I can't speak you know 100 percent on it, but I don't see you know if a, if a if a boy is on a girls team, I'm sure they're going to the same locker room if yeah. that's the way that we're we're doing this. But what an unfair situation that they're putting into female a- athletes. Yeah. Um, you know. These girls have worked really hard for scholarships, for opportunities to have someone who's physically stronger than them come in and say, well, you know, I'm a girl, so I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to compete. Obviously, they're setting records. Obviously, they're getting the scholarships because they're physically different. Yep. They're physically different and they're capable of, of stronger work. Yep. No, and that's exactly right. And if you think that the legs and the arms and the, the breathing capacity mm-hmm. of an 18-year-old boy is no different than an 18-year-old girl, you don't understand physiology. Uh, stepping away from that, let's now let's go to maybe some other concerns you might have. What about curriculum? Um, because I had a discussion with somebody yesterday, and they said the problem with curriculum, we normally don't even know the curriculum is changing until it has changed, and we see it almost after the fact. Yeah, you know, and th- because then the argument, and it, this was a school system from out of the state, but they said by the time we find out something's wrong with the curriculum, then their argument is, oh well, we can't change it now. We've already bought all these books. Yes. Well, I, I'm a parents' rights advocate. I mean, one of the things that I really want to see accomplished in Northwest is more transparency for parents. You know, I, I understand, you know, it, not to the point of where teachers have to give out, like, every single lesson plan that they do, but we can tell the parents, this is what's in the curriculum. These are the materials that we're, we're going to be using. Um, I ran into this, um, you know, part of what got me to this place. My oldest son was assigned a book to read that had two chapters that were dedicated to the violent rape of an eight-year-old. Um, I was shocked at, at the, the graphic descriptions that were in the book, ended up taking it to the school, spoke with the administration. Um, Did they act like you were nuts? I... I Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your um, definition of nuts, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I really I found some people to be really easy to work with. Um, but there was also people who who disagreed with me. Yeah. Um, in the end, what I found was a lot of a lot of the, the administrators were unaware of, of what was not just an assigned reading, but the library books, because that led us into that. And we, we really found some interesting things there as well. Um, but... Um, you know, I didn't know going into the school year that this is what he was going to be reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can tell parents that, and I think that we can we can look at um, what's appropriate for the age. Yep. You know, yep. we we don't need to be giving hypersexualized um, materials or, or, or hyperviolent materials 
to 14, 15 year old kids. Yep. You yep. know, um, same goes for the libraries. You yep. know, we we need to make sure that what what's available to kids is something that their parents would be okay with. For one thing, sure. um, you know. Parents are teaching values at home. We need to make sure that the schools aren't infringing on those values at all. So we've talked a lot about um, athletics and LGBTQ stuff, and we've talked a little bit about curriculum. We've got 60 seconds left. What do you think is the driving motivation for you? I mean, what is it that made you made you sit up one morning in bed and you popped your husband and said, honey, I'm running for the school board? What was that thing that ticked in you? I'm passionate about education. I'm, I'm passionate about our next generation. Um, you know, I've I raised my boys. It was something that I never really knew I was destined to do, but it's been the joy of my life. And um, I want to make sure that the world that they're living in is is right, and and that they get the best opportunities, and that the the kids around them are are able to achieve in the same way that they are. And uh, I hope for a brighter future for all of them. Well, I hope for a brighter future for you uh, in this election. And then I have a funny feeling, just an inkling, this is our first meeting, but I have a funny feeling you're going to go in with the right attitude and the right spirit, and let's hope you get the opportunity to do that. Christine, thank you much for being with us today. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Christine uh, Gilsinger, and she is going to be on your ballot for Northwest Allen County Schools, and I'll be back straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Wobo 1190 AM, 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.